0: All right, welcome back to Wine for the People World. Um, Good morning, as this is um, about, let's see what time it is. It is 10.33 in the morning. Bright and early, Um, early enough for me. I know a lot of you guys are already at work. Hope you're enjoying yourselves. But yeah, I intended to knock two episodes out um, last night, but the one episode was so much. um, And yeah, I wanna thank everybody who's listened so far, everybody who I've pitched this idea to and gave me encouraging words and supported me. And those um, who haven't even supported me yet, you know, that will support me. I feel like I'm onto a good thing. And I just ask that everybody keep rolling with me. You know, once again, um, striving for perfection, episode by episode, um, but with all that said, yes, um, episode zero was a lot to put together. It took me, you know, quite a few hours. I had to learn GarageBand on the fly. Shout out to GarageBand for (laughs) getting me together, um. Unlocking my inner producer Um You know, yeah, I did the track That you heard Throughout the whole thing myself I'll try and get more tracks On um Episodes You know, but I hope y'all enjoyed that one While I was uh Talking through it Um But today we're getting down to business More introductions We're actually gonna talk about wine And um I don't know if you caught my Instagram story, but I had this natural wine um, from Chile. Some, um, a uh, Savina Echeverria. a well-known wine-making house in uh, Chile. This comes from Central Valley. This is one of the, um, you know, why wine, wine-producing regions. Uh, they do quite a few of the bulk wines, um, but the Echeverria family wanted to step away from that. And high quality, um, you know, boutique, if you will, wines. <clears throat> and so, yeah, here we are with this, like I said, natural, um, 100% Chardonnay. It's 2018, um, uh, Mary Young. Um, I chose this because I wanted to challenge myself, um, you know, in the sense of challenging myself, even recording this show, I also wanted to challenge myself with a wine that I know I can... Educate people on that's not as common, you know, but I really wanted to leave a good first impression <laughs> So more about natural wines um, They're unfiltered and unfined um, well, Usually both but sometimes just one um, But usually both um, and they use the native yeast Exclusively that um, occur naturally during fermentation um, Fermentation is a chemical process know it's when the sugar in grape juice is converted to alcohol to make wine what it is but a byproduct of that is yeast that could just be flying around microscopic yeast without us to see it or feel it um, <clears throat> but it is there you know and it does have an impact on the final product of the wine um, and on this show I don't want it to be boring with science you to research on your own if you're interested and of course after the episode if you have questions please I would love to discuss you know these new concepts with you and my door is always open um but um back to it uh, sorry about that just cutting through my notes um You know but the thing about natural wine is before we had preservatives you know to keep wine in bottles for a long time before there was filtering and fining processes you know they let the fermentation take place in wherever vessel was available and yeah it was poured out you know and the thing about natural wines um you know the the filtering and fining do get out a lot of impurities that may you know not let the wine hold up as well or just really adulterate the taste um you know so i tend to look for more um trusted reputable um you know wine houses you know for natural wine or just really research the wine maker you know, a lot of times um Winemakers want to be completely organic. That's the new wave in the wine world. And so, making a natural wine with very um, finely, you know, monitored and you know, grown grapes um, ensures quality, you know, without um, you know, worrying about the sacrifices made when it comes to storage and making the wine, you know, really hold up for a while. Um, natural wines are meant to be, you know, consumed young and, you know, shortly after you open the bottle, this is not one that you can, you know, if if you're a little fancy in and let sit for a while, once you open it, the air gets in, the the wine, you know, is meant to be enjoyed, you know, shortly thereafter. (laughs) Um, uh, back to some of the winemaker notes, um, the very family. When I was said about researching and trusting the winemaker, they've been in the you know Chilean wine game since the late 18th century. Um, it's a long time, um, and so they've seen a lot of the waves. And you know, it's a family, um, you know, estate. You know, so everything has been, remained consistent, you know, for a long time, and they found success in their consistency. Um, Chardonnay itself um, you know, was actually imported or exported to Chile um, yeah, imported to Chile yeah, imported to Chile um, in the mid-19th century after, um, and this was you know well, actually in the early 19th century I'm sorry, cause, because this Chardonnay was brought over the vines were brought over pre Phylloxera. And um, Phylloxera was an insect plague that decimated French vineyards. Um, A lot of European vineyards actually, French, Italian, Old World vineyards um, in the mid to late 19th century. And so what a, um, during, um, By colonization and occupation. Um, you know, they would a lot of times see a parallel in climate, you know, bring their finest crop, which happened to be wine grapes, and um, really test it in other areas. Um, you know, in Chile, you know, the Central Valley um, is unique, um, has unique geography because it's between two higher elevations um it gets you know Ch- Chilean climate is you know Mediterranean so it's never too warm never too cold perfect for growing wine grapes um Chardonnay is versatile of course but you know like I said that Mediterranean climate is excellent for a nice uh, dry you know cool cool climate Chardonnay um so We're getting now into the sight, smell, taste portion. Um, You know, um, yeah, my excitement last night, I ended up drinking the bottle. Like I was recording and just drinking and recording and I was excited and I was listening to music, I was listening to myself. So you won't be, um, you know, hearing my uh, initial reaction, which I do feel is important and which, you know, I will be sharing with you all, you know, but I was excited, you know, whatever. Don't sue me, actually don't sue me, I don't have a lawyer and shit yet, Um, but shout out to Pro Bono Services, please reach out if um, you know you're interested in helping me out. Anyway, back to the wine, Um, site, um, what I saw was was bright, you know, this is 2018, so very young, Um, so of course it will be, it will look Show it will have that vibrancy, even though you know it was very hazy, which um, indicated that it was unfiltered. Um, you know, on the flip side, hazy can also indicate faulty wine. So you know if it's a wine that's not natural or doesn't you know show the fine and it's still hazy, most likely it's faulty. Um, you know it could be oxidation, it's mostly yeah, a lot of oxidation um, and. It may not be of best quality, um, you know, if you open a Young wine, a like 2018, you know, whatever, and it shows it's hazy, and it's not natural, you probably want to send that back, actually. Um, but this is natural, you know, I expected the haze, I was looking for the haze, um, but like I said, I still see the vibrancy and the straw color, you know, of a Young Chardonnay. On to the nose, um story this Chardonnay was what I was putting my nose in Um, and also I had a picture of it there Um, you know and the picture on this episode you know is that Chardonnay so you can kind of see the hazy and so on to the nose now Um, um, of course I expected a somewhat funky nose you know you get a lot of that foresty woodsy Barnyardy quality. Um, you know, it just enhances. Uh, well, it, it is like a clear indicator that this is all natural. That it came up in you know all natural conditions. <clears throat> um, then you have the lemon zest. I got that. That's uh, common with white wines, especially wines from a cooler climate. You know that uh, tend to be on the drier side. Lastly, I smell a bit of mango. It's also common for the, uh, Southern Hemisphere New World wines. Uh, they, get, they get a lot of sun, so the grapes tend to be very ripe and express tropical um, aromatics. Um, and also baking spice. I'll explain more of the baking spice. On um, the next part, which is the palate, the actual taste part that you all probably skipped to <laughs> didn't even look at it, just opened a bottle and went to it. I'm not mad at you. Um, but baked apple peel, um, I noticed that a lot with natural white wines. It's one of my favorite. Um, Oak uh, that this wine is fermented in. Um, a medium plus body, medium acidity. Um, also, uh, I tasted yeast, um, and that indicated the lees aging. And these are the native yeasts that are aging on the lees. Um, you know, and basically, when a wine is racked what you have left on the yees, the leaves you keep. Um, and racking and wine is a way of, you know, transferring from one barrel to the other, um, just in the sense of keeping it moving. I really suggest that you look up and do research on leaves aging, what lees are. Very, very important um, about wine making it, specifically with Chardonnay, it's a very important point. Um, but lastly, there was a pretty short finish, uh, this wine, you know, was straight to the point. Um, on to my conclusion, you know, it was tasty, you know, it, it wasn't a, an unpalatable, you know, natural wine, which, uh, for some, you know, they tend to be, uh, I suggest you take my, you know, recommendation in, with the sense of this may be a wine that you never had before because it's unfiltered and unfined some of those impurities remaining may have an adverse um, effect on the taste, So it's a risk but it's a fun risk most times Um, it's actually not as interesting as some other natural wines made from other varietals that I've had such as Sauvignon Blanc and Chenin Blanc Um, I've really enjoyed the dryness of those and I'll be looking forward to talking about a bottle of, um, you know, a chart, um, Sauvignon Blanc, natural Sauvignon Blanc or Chenin Blanc on later episodes. Um, but, honesty moment, um, though I've given you all of these observations and notes about this wine, I must admit I'm not the biggest fan of Chardonnay. I just wanted to, you know, show that, you know, if you're gonna taste the wine and really understand it, you have to be objective. Um, I don't always look for Chardonnays, I just, like I said, I wanted to challenge myself and really push myself to give you guys a lot of information, um, you know, pertinent information, and hopefully lead you to a more enjoyable wine experience. You know, Yeah, you can know something while you're getting lit, it's cool. Um, But though I'm not the biggest fan of Chardonnay generally speaking, you know, I always look for nuances Um, I've really found gems from Chile and um, Argentina Um, And so yeah, new world Chardonnay I tend to go for because the Grapes tend to be riper. So it gives you more tropical fruit quality Um, and also new world wines tend to be more inexpensive uh, this is not in the bulk family of you know um, less than ten dollars bottles won't drop any names <laughs> and i'll never drop any names if i'm saying it's negative <laughs> but you know i'm talking about um but this bottle was uh, 15.99 at bedvine brew and spirits in Stuy, brooklyn uh shout out to the bruh's in that place is definitely definitely have good products if you're in the Best Eye area looking for good wine check them out go to them first um, and lastly I'm going to close this with a food pairing um, so it's good pairing with like fish um, you know, not heavy not too heavy um, because you want a more dish to really match up with the flavor characteristics of this medium plus Chardonnay. Um, I feel like it would be best with like a steamed shellfish bowl with corn potatoes, you know, or or a crawfish bowl, even better than that. Some of those, you know, tropical fruit and so that would really go well with the spice. Um, or you know, one of those uh, shellfish towers that's cold. Um, this wine is also you know best served chill. Um, you know, so feel free to leave it in a little extra. Some Chardonnay you can, you know, kind of let it out and get a warm-up bit after you've chilled them. But this one you want to be as uh chill as possible. like the music playing throughout the episode and be ready for episode two um, coming soon. I'm not gonna uh, do a set schedule right now. I feel like, you know, my wine experiences, um, they come, you know, randomly, you know, at different places, you know, and that's why I might be on site when I record sometimes. So be ready to have fun with that. Um, but I'll definitely have content for you on a weekly basis. Um, you know, I'm trying to get to a thousand episodes, you know, and so, you might even get like, you know, daily, some weeks, you know, depending on what's going on in my life. Um, but yeah, stick with me through the goal, we're on the road to a thousand, we have 999 to go. Um, with that being said, I'm signing off on episode one, Wine for the People. I will see y'all again soon. Please drink responsibly, drink safely, but make sure you drink good. All right, peace.